Welcome to the show, Five Star Fam. I'm AJ, and this is Grego. And wherever it is you get your pods, subscribe, share, and leave us a good rating. This segment is sponsored by Thinking Man Tavern, a cozy Decatur neighborhood pub. Grab a tasty beverage from a wide variety of selections and a plate of something delicious from the menu. To go, check out Thinking Man Tavern. So welcome to the show, Grego of FTC UTD. That's for the culture. And yeah, of course, you might recognize him from some previous fan cams from yesteryear. But Grego, welcome to the show, my guy. It's been entirely too long, man. What's, what's going on with you, man? It's, uh, yeah, man, you know, staying busy, really, really, really slammed. But I'm stoked that you're on the show. How have you been? Uh, it's been pretty good, man. Uh, you know, good times with the with the podcast. We got some uh, big announcements coming soon. You know, just out here trying to live life, man. It's uh, obvious it's been a, a crazy year and a half uh, for everybody, and uh, hopefully, uh, you guys are out here um, doing your thing. And uh, you know, just I'm glad to be back on the show. Absolutely, man. And uh, yeah, for those that don't know, he is always in the supporter section at the Benz, and so yeah, it's uh, amazing to get some uh, some different perspective as well. But uh, yeah, getting on to that, how are you feeling about Atlanta United this year? We, of course, also have Decision Day coming up. What's your uh, temperature on the team right now? You know, I, I was I was talking about this uh, a couple of days ago, and I, I find myself just like kind of lamenting as far as how the season has gone and like because it's basically t- tale of two halves you had the first half with um, Heinze and just basically how that that whole project just went to shit really quick mm-hmm. and and then you and then you have uh the second half with uh bv and then with uh Pineda. and i'm like oh if we could have had this the whole season like i, I feel like we like we could have easily been top three top four if we played like this the entire season whereas now we're just barely hanging on to a playoff spot and going into decision day is going to be just really tough the pressure going to be there so we have to like step up and uh, hopefully everything uh, works out in our favor um i think that the talent's always always been there uh, the entire way it's just like like i said like with heinza it was like trying to draw blood from a stone and like uh ever since he got let go it's like you it's still not consistent yet but at the same time you you see the glimpses of where like where we could be like kind of reminds me of the the first season where it was like you're trying to you're you're learning everyone again mm-hmm. and you're trying to to develop that consistency and i hope that you know people aren't too hard on this team um, if, if we don't make the playoffs, because I feel like just the amount of growth that we have been able to regain in the last uh, four months has been huge. And I, I, it only gives me hope for going into next year. But I think that, you know, like if we if we do happen to make it to the playoffs, that nobody's going to want to play, play us. If, if we're all healthy and we're all available, nobody's going to want to play us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, you know, a lot of things to touch on and what you were just saying. Uh... But, you know, Gabriel Hainse, with uh, you being a Man U fan, how did you feel about him coming in? Because, obviously, uh, yeah, you know, as kind of 
he he wouldn't be necessarily be called a Manu legend per se, but he mm-hmm. is a notable uh, yep. Manu player. Uh, obviously, did try to uh, go to Liverpool at one point. So maybe is there like a, a salty taste in your mouth from that? Um, you know, it, it's it's interesting because uh, a couple years back before. Uh, Frank DeBoer got hired. He was uh, rumored to be one of the people that we were looking at back then. Mm-hmm. And obviously we, we didn't go with him at that point. So for us to finally land him uh, uh, earlier in the year was, was supposedly big because like he was seeing someone out that, that was a real prospect in, in the coaching game, one of the fresh, bright faces and everything. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, at least was was encouraged, you know, just trying to get away from everything that happened last year with the board. Was like, yeah, like hopefully we're, we're we're in the right direction. And I think that aside from like probably like the first home game, I think that one went pretty well against Chicago. Mm-hmm. It was like everything else just was like a real just drag. Like, and granted, there were a lot of things that kind of contributed to that. You know, Barco being out with international duty. Uh, I think uh, Joseph was also out for a bit with the international duty. Of course, he did um, uh, Copa America. You know, like not having everyone available definitely uh, dragged things down. And I think at that point, we we definitely still needed um, them on the field. Whereas I think now, especially since we uh, added Arujo, I think that we're somewhat more capable in, in the event where Barco or Joseph is, isn't there. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like I said, like we still, things are still are still tedious and sensitive enough to where if we don't have everyone there, it's not a full guarantee of we'll win. And I think that, and that, and that kind of goes back to what I was saying as far as like how we played during the first season. Um, Tata was like, you knew the talent was there. It was a matter of getting that consistency and, and gelling together. And I'm hoping that you know, just like I think we have a good thing right now with um, with Pineda, and it's a matter of just continuing to build that chemistry together. Like I'm hoping that you know, just kind of like kind of jump ahead. Like if we can keep, I say at least seventy five percent of this roster, I have no no doubt in my mind that we should be among favorites for MLS Cup for next year. Mm. Yeah, and uh, maybe yeah, with a little bit more experience with. Uh... Some uh, more guys brought in as kind of uh, MLS veterans or et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera, to kind of uh, shore up the roster, especially if uh, the whole Liga Emekis and MLS uh, relationship continues to expand. You know, uh, hopefully salaries slash, uh, you know, um, the amount of money that teams can spend will go up so that, you know, those coffers. Uh, and the you know uh, squad size, team talent wise, can, can continue to increase. But um, I do have to ask. Uh, I think uh, not related to any of this, but maybe related because he's the guy who will be uh, tasked with probably at least for the uh, you know kind of short term until if his contract is renewed or not. But mm-hmm. Carlos Bocanegra, obviously, there was a whole lot of uh, you know, fanfare about him being, uh, you know, the one that should be going as well with Hainsey. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what were you, uh, you know, were you Boca in, Boca out? 
<laughs> uh, yeah, if, if you uh, cut our pods uh, during that period, yeah, like this, the, the smoke for Boku was just so real. And and granted, there, uh, I think the dynamic within the front office has changed a little bit because uh, I don't think Boca is necessarily handling the first team as much anymore. I forgot the name of the new guy that came in back in August, but um, but I think I think that. I think for a clean break, it will probably still be uh, beneficial for us just to say, okay, like, hey, let's, you know, all the the negative energy that, that kind of came under that, like, under that period, you know, basically pushing out Tata, reneging on, on Nagby, and, and just, I think, I think we, we started resting on our laurels a little bit. And I think that's what kind of led to basically everything that happened under Frank DeBoer. Like, honestly, for, for everything that, that came out earlier early in the year, I kind of give Frank DeBoer a bit of a reprieve because a lot of it was was, um, was taken out of his hands. And I think that, uh, especially with, as far as the roster goes, though, I can't really put that on him. I can put trying that stupid... Four, uh, three, four, three, but everything else, I'm like, yeah, that, that wasn't on him. But uh, I think that, you know, just going forward, whatever it is that that's worked since I'm um, hiring Pineda, because like you see it like, you know, within, in all the social media, like you see like the energy is different now and it's far more positive. And like, hopefully, you know, whatever was allowed to develop first with uh, Robbie Valentino and then with Pineda when uh, took over, that's the kind of stuff that you, that you want to keep. And if it means not having Boca, then so be it. Yeah. And so, yeah, definitely uh, there is that. The uh, the culture around the club has definitely seemed to uh, improve and change for the better. Uh, and that's maybe what was the crux of it was uh, while DeBoer, I mean, uh, with kind of the more possession football, but not really with a purpose, uh, and then with Hainsey, kind of similarly, but in some different respects. Uh, but Pineda and uh, Valentino obviously have uh, changed that culture, but then also have been a little bit more uh, front foot and forward thinking. Um, but do you give uh, Carlos Bocanegra that reprieve, right, uh, for having made this, uh, been part of making the change? Uh, but, you know, also like you just said, you know, you think he should go. Like, does he get credit for it too? Um, I, I, that, that all depends. Cause I feel like internally they, they know how much influence Boca had first in hiring Pineda. And then also how much influence did he have as far as allowing, um, the, the energy around the club to change? Mm. Uh, was that something that was it was he part of the issue or was he part of the solution you know what i mean mm -hmm. so it's it's hard to say without without knowing the, the full details and everything but i think that if if the the change was allowed in spite of him that means that yeah like he really you know he he wasn't a part of what caused things to improve you know what i mean like now if it comes out to saying like, hey, this is all him and, and basically he was held hostage by Heinze and, and, and the board, then hey, you know, it is what it is. But I think that 
Um, I think that so far with Pineda, things have been, been, if nothing else, been moving very positively. And that's, and that's, I think, the most important thing because things under the board and things under uh, Heinz just got so tense and just so, uh, like yeah. it, it got bugged. It down really, for sure. yeah. yeah, definitely. And and that's something that, especially considering the amount of talent that this team had and has now. That it, it just didn't make any sense to to stifle that the way the way that it was, and mm-hmm. like, and that's why I said like earlier, it's a tale of two halves. Like, if mm-hmm. we had been allowed to play this openly and this freely, I say it's a far better chance that we're in a much better um, seating in, in the East, and hopefully, uh, uh, be viewed as uh, a bigger contender in the in the league as a whole. Yeah. And speaking on that, because, uh, yeah, we continue to drop points from winning positions. And so, uh, yeah, last match. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, seemingly going swimmingly until, yeah, yet another hammer drop and uh, in the latter part of matches. So against Toronto FC, yeah, it's, you know, uh, seemingly where, yeah, we're in control of the match. Luis Araujo, uh picks the pocket of the keeper. Uh, is able to pretty much uh, effectively put in a tap in, and uh, but throughout the match, Jose Martinez isn't able to put away his uh, numerous chances, and I think uh, that part was frustrating. Yeah, super part frustrating. frustrating there. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I think me personally, he gets a pass because of how many times he's actually bailed us out. Uh, but uh, you know the other chances. Especially, uh, you know, maybe an offside by Barco. That's is he's offside, yeah. but uh, oh, that, that if if that was actually a goal, whew, that would have been beautiful. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, there were just I think too many too many instances of uh, where we overplayed it. We uh, you know dwelled on it too long. Were a little ponderous in the final third, but uh, yeah. What, like, uh, what have you, what have you thought of, you know, how many times we've dropped uh, points from a winning position? I think it's something uh, like eleven points where we possibly could have, uh, you know, and if we even got half of that, we would yeah. be in a much better position, uh, maybe in second or third. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, first off, I need to just make a confession and, and admit something. It's my fault that. You know, oh. United did not pull out the the game on Saturday because, like, for those of y'all that, that don't know, um, most of the past uh, games for United, like the past month and a half, have been on Wednesdays. I've actually missed a good chunk of them, uh, but like the last two games How that dare. I went to, dude, like it, it just—I know it's not like me, but like Wednesdays, man, it, it, it just—it's tough. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But um. The last two games I went to, I went to the game on Saturday, and then also went to one of the Wednesday games. I think it was, um, it wasn't Miami. I can't remember which one, but like both of those games, we drew. And all the games that I that I missed on Wednesday, we won. And I was like, see, I, I'm not typically a super superstitious person, but yeah. they're giving me reason to be superstitious. So I was like, <laughs> mm, I don't know, but um, but yeah, I think that as far as uh, Saturday goes, um. Here, here is one thing that just honestly just bugged me to know. And uh, of course, mind you, when you're in the supporter section, a lot, it's a lot going on, so you're trying to just see as much as you can. But yeah. one thing I, I 
all one thing I noticed throughout the whole game was uh, was that when we did have chances, you don't really see a lot of uh, chances where it's like where you're contested and you're still trying to get a shot off. Like it was basically like where we kept looking for an open shot, and sometimes you're just not going to get that. Sometimes you just got to just rip it, mm-hmm. and. I think that because you uh, might get a parry, I, you might get you know uh, a loose ball, and you know mm-hmm. never know what might happen. And yeah, yeah. Because I, I noticed a lot, I, I noticed a lot with uh, with Marino and Barco, not so much with uh, Joseph and um, and Arujo. And it was like, yo, like y'all just gotta just go for it sometimes, especially just given where we are in the season, and mm-hmm. given uh, just the the need for this result. It's like sometimes you just gotta just go for it, and. I think that that was something, especially given how the season has gone. You can't just rely on just one one goal. It's like some like you got to just go for it. And mm-hmm. if it result if it results in a save, so be it. At least mm-hmm. at least tried. If it if it results in um I'm I'm um going wide because like we had a couple of those where we just like barely missed. And, oh yeah. And then you know like that just it just had a ball bounce sometimes you know. And of course with the uh, with the offside call, call, like I wish I had um, been able to see the um, the replay because I usually um, mm-hmm. uh, record the matches. I haven't had a chance to watch it, but like I, it looked it looked good at least from from what I saw. So it's like it just sucks that you know you he was you, you missed opportunities, but Barker was you know, off. But, uh, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, yeah, yeah. But, there um, were a lot of other chances that we should have put away. And, yeah, uh, absolutely. Definitely when Joseph was one-on-one in the box uh, on that right yeah. side. I mean, yeah. and Kamar Lawrence is able to recover and then tackle him. It's just, yeah, I think uh, tells the tale of the night. It's just mischance after mischance of being able to put away the match. And uh, yeah. it's the crux of it. You have uh-huh. to just go for it at times. Like, if, if you, you know, if you're, unless you just don't have the support around you to hopefully, mm-hmm. like, like, lay it off to somebody else i mean mm-hmm. sometimes you just got to go for it and right. i just hope that i think that that's probably going to be one of the biggest things that we look at going into the offseason is that mm-hmm. one is being able to close games because like yeah. like you said before like we've lost so we, well, we've either lost or drew or so many games that we should have that we were ahead on and and just for whatever reason we just have been able to close uh yeah. like, like we should and that's something that, um, you know, I, for me, having such a, a close finger on a lot of the fan base, like, mm-hmm. like that's something I know has been driving a lot of people up, up the wall. Oh, for and, sure. And I'm hoping that, like I said, like I, I believe in, in, in what's there. It's just a matter of just gelling together even even more under Pernita. But um, but yeah, like yeah. that's gonna be something that as. If, like I said, if we hopefully if we do make the playoffs, we don't we don't have those issues as much, especially going into a one-off environment. But mm-hmm. we definitely have to get better on that. Yeah, I have my theories for sure on why uh, we are drawing so much as well. I mean, it's also for me. I think it's because uh, the crux of it first is that um, yeah, Joseph Martinez coming back from. Uh, you know the ACL injury he's not as sharp nor as dangerous as he uh, usually is and I believe yeah you know after that uh, first year of recovery he'll get back to it next year but we also yeah don't really have another dangerous striker underneath him 
to uh, really help us close out any matches in getting more goals. I mean, yes, uh, the other forwards uh, in the squad should be able to put away some of their uh, chances too, but at the end of the day, you know, that's why you have strikers. They put the ball right. in the back of the net. And, you know, with not having that, we aren't really, you know, I think creating much of a goal difference in these games. And so one mistake can undo us. And then there it is. We uh, we draw. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it's just not, not enough uh, of being clinical. And, you know, that's biting us in the ass time and time again. But... Um, but yeah, getting into that, into our playoff chances, because yeah, we do have some matches coming up that uh, basically leads up to Decision Day. Uh, we have, uh, yeah, New York Red Bulls on Wednesday, FC Cincy on Decision Day. Uh, obviously, you know, a couple of teams that maybe could be had, really, I mean, considering where they are in the standings. FC Cincy with uh, another wooden spoon possibility, uh, probably actually uh, certainty. And then uh, also with New York Red Bulls who are fighting for us with, uh, you know, a playoff spot and, you know, with our history versus them where we just haven't beat them in the regular season. You know, do you think Gonzalo Pineda can do the business in which basically, yeah, I mean, if we win on Wednesday, you know, we are in the playoffs uh if we mm -hmm. don't win uh if we draw uh and montreal tie or uh they lose to houston we're also in but obviously if we lose it becomes all that much harder so uh yeah right. what what's your uh you know what's your i guess percentage of confidence that we can make the playoffs? um let's say about 70 percent um you know always the uh, Red Bulls and United, that's always just a, t a tough match, especially with us um, going up to Jersey uh, for that game. I think that that's going to be um, basically you got to have all hands on deck on that one because like they're they're just a point below us. So they have just as much to play, uh, play for in that game as, as we do um, in terms of making the playoffs and hopefully getting a, an improved playoff spot. So my so I'm, I'm, I say at least 70. Um, of course, Cincinnati, bless their hearts. You know, uh, they, they just hear, you know, just just to, to play things out. So right. hopefully um, we, we can handle business on uh, on Wednesday to make things at least, at least not as um, pressured on Sunday. But of course, you still want to try to improve your spot as much as possible because like, there's a realistic chance that we could honestly get as far up as third, if I'm not mistaken, at least yep. fourth, mm -hmm. if, if everything um, is in the right direction. Um, so that, that means that you can't let up uh, on Sunday, even if we win on, on Wednesday. So we can't just just, just coast things out. Like we still have to um, play um, play out, do our thing, and, um, and, um, and shoot for all, all six points. Right, indeed. And uh, I think that's the thing, too, is, uh, yeah, we will need a lot of help from the teams above us, underneath us. Uh, basically, the matchups, um, you know, it's, while we have a favorable run-in, it's still, uh, yeah, 
you know, very, very difficult anytime you're playing the Red Bulls, especially uh, with how they match up against us, which, yeah, you know, their press, and then with us being likely uh, wanting to uh, possess, uh, though, I don't know, you know, with Gonzalo Pineda, you know, with him having been at Seattle, they, uh, you know, they are known to switch up the tactics a little bit, especially, uh, you know, against clubs that uh, they know don't want the ball. Um, right. You know, it could be something that we're in for a surprise on Wednesday uh, with, you know, how we're going to play at uh, Red Bull Arena. But it's also this. Would you play Jose Martinez uh, 90 minutes knowing that he just played on Saturday and then maybe likely will need to play on Sunday. You know, mm -hmm. what, what's your thinking? Um, I don't think you can really take any chances there. I think that as long as the game's not out of reach, you got, you got to play them. Mm -hmm. Um, and if, if we can manage to get like, you know, more than two goals ahead, then, then you start considering, you know, giving him a rest, but, at this point in the season, it's like you want your best guys out there for as long as they can handle being out there. And, you know, hopefully – because, like, we're coming up on an international break anyway, so it's like you really want to just make sure that um, we, we finish strong. Yeah. And I think that – I think as far as Cincinnati goes, uh, that – if it does come down to, you know, giving him a bit of a breather, hopefully it comes in that game – Hmm. Um, and we handle business uh, relatively quickly. Of course, Cincinnati's all is, like I said, bless their hearts, but it's it's not, an, it's not always an easy win. But at the same time, they just suck. So there it is. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, and but, ultimately, uh, yeah, because they they have played like Nashville tough, uh, but mm -hmm. ultimately still uh, ended up in the losing column. But right. uh, you know, they're, so they're not complete pushovers uh but you know obviously there's that too brandon vasquez has been on fire of course a uh, former la united striker and so uh hopefully he's not super motivated to maybe do something against us while he's in good form but mm -hmm. uh yeah i mean you know i guess i'm gonna i'm gonna put it to you man will we be in the playoffs come the end of sunday yes Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, and th this, I won't hold you to as as hard. But what spot will we be in? Uh, let's let's take a look at these standings real quick. Like right now, we're in sixth. We're in point below Orlando. So just to stick it to them, we're going to be above Orlando. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Yeah. Orlando. They can. Yeah. Stick it for sure. Uh, I completely agree with that. Uh, for those that know, uh, yeah, I mean, I've received death threats from, uh, Orlando fans before, so, yeah, anything that we can have, uh, to kind of hold over them, I love. So, yes, that would be fantastic, but, uh, yeah, for me, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a good shout there, um, you know, New York City, uh, NYCFC being in that kind of uh, three points above us. I mean, we'd have to be fortuitous a little bit there, too. Because um, keep in mind that we had that game because tomorrow is a game in hand. So basically, we 
we have the opportunity to to gain three points and basically that the next level put us in a position to where we can possibly leapfrog over uh new york city and nashville as well so like i said like it it, it, um it'll be definitely interesting just to you know see what um what what can be done because yeah like if we if we win tomorrow that already puts us um uh, no worse than than fifth so just a matter of just um, um following through on sunday and, um and maintaining the spot right indeed indeed but yeah uh well let's get some uh score predictions from you on uh you know the new york red bulls match and then the fc mm-hmm. obviously we have to project without knowing what happened uh on wednesday <laughs> to go into sunday but let's do it uh i'm gonna say um as far as uh red bulls go Let's say two one uh, to United. Okay. Um, I think the Arujo should uh, get a goal, and I'm thinking Barco as well. Um, on Sunday, um, I'm, I'm predicting two nil um, against Cincinnati. Uh, Joseph and uh, and also Barco again on Sunday. Okay, I mean. You know, I, I would love all that to happen. Uh, our away form has not been fantastic. Uh, one of the worst in the league, actually. But uh, I mean, that that's why it's a good thing it's a Cincinnati, because otherwise, yeah, I'd, I'd be like, mm, no. But I think that, like I said, finishing strong, the 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 impetus on that will be big. So hopefully, uh, we like so we just follow through. Yeah. Uh, me personally, I think it's man. I think it's a one-one draw. And yeah, I do think we can do the business against uh, FC Cincy. So one more draw versus the New York Rebels, but uh, yeah, I think it's a two-one win versus FC Cincy, and so we will be in the playoffs, I believe, after that. Uh, because well, well, we do need some fortuitous, uh, like I said, um, from New York uh, or Montreal. So it's just yeah, we need. Some things to kind of go our way but either way um yeah you know grego dude you're an og on this channel so you know i appreciate you as always anytime you can come on it's always a pleasure but um yeah let the good people know where they can find you yeah man i'm actually just glad to be back on here preach preaching the gospel uh you can always find us at ftc utd your podcast apps, YouTube, and also on Twitter, Facebook, and allegedly TikTok, you know, but we really don't do too much on there, but we're still there. But yeah, but uh, FTC UTD pod on there. But uh, yeah, you know, jump it up with us. We, we cover everything, and it's going to be uh, like a big announcement coming this week on the pod. And um, so hopefully, uh, y'all tune in and enjoy us. Indeed, please tune into them. They're a great group of guys. Also, Mark always, uh, you know, is a guest on there as well, and uh, it's always great to hear him when he's on you guys' show. But uh, yeah, Grego, thank you so much, and uh, fam, thank you so much for liking, subscribing, watching. Appreciate you so much throughout the entire season. This will be the uh, last one before the season ends. But uh, we'll definitely still have it for you after the season ends uh, and into the playoffs. playoffs. We make it. But, playoffs. guys, <laughs> yes, indeed. And that's it for us today. Remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already. Share this episode and leave us a review and rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings. And for Grego, I'm AJ. Thanks so much, fools. Playoffs.